Welcome back, Bucket Busters. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me are my co-host, Eric, the Encyclopedia Foster. Blazers win! Blazers win! The Bay Area Blazer, Rogue. Zapanta. Look good, feel good, pod good, let's get it. Let's get it. Gentlemen, first off, Eric, we have got to work on your call sign. <laughs> I don't want something. I'm going to. I like this one. <laughs> I got to say. Well, better than Blazers like lose, Blazers lose. That's <laughs> true. I, I will say, I do like this one, but I do miss Oh Baby, I love it. I yeah, well, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you I love this game. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. Okay, fair I mean, enough. We'll fair enough. That. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we're going to talk about it. So, for everyone out there, we're going to talk about this this game tonight. The Blazers take on the Sixers. Um, luckily, they win 118 to 111. Um, they take on the Sixers without Danny Green, uh, Simmons, or Embiid. But you know what? We had ourselves a game. We had ourselves a Dame game. 39 points. Seven assists, three blocks. Gentlemen, talk to me about what Dame did out there. Ro, I'll start with you. Man, I mean, Dame seemed like normal Dame this time. Except, you know, I, I'm still waiting for the three-point barrages to come. It seems like he's oh, yeah. really fine-tuned his, like, mid-range game, which I'm starting to appreciate. I mean, he shot, what, 47.6% from the field and 38.5 for three-point, but I haven't seen that barrage just yet, but maybe it's because of Chauncey. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think that his volume is impacting his percentages. So he's still yeah. getting the same amount of attempts, but he's playing a little bit hurt, and I think that the, the volume is affecting it. If he was getting... 10 good looks he'd be hitting four to five of those a game he's still forcing a little bit a couple of those are coming from the logo he had one against uh who was it Thibault at the end of the third quarter I think right. it was end of the third quarter mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so it can be a little bit misleading you know he still hit when he still hit five right that's solid but yeah I think he had a solid game uh, you know, I think this is actually the most Dame time game we've seen all season. Posting that 39 points, 14 of 14 from the line. Um, you know, one thing we were talking about before we started the show is Dame played 37 minutes tonight. The last two games, he played 40 minutes. Somebody tell me what he's been averaging this season. Anybody know? 36 4. Yeah. 36.4 and what's he averaging for his career his career oh, did I, i'm sorry i, I gave you the I wrong number the career one 36 yeah. four for the career 35 a game for the season okay i mean he's still within his 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 career average but still like the guy's playing with an injury granted it's a minor injury but it seems to have affected his shot early on in the season um is this something that we should be maybe concerned about or at least growing a concern about with with Dame playing this many minutes, Eric? 
Um, yes, and I will give you one reason or one example. Brandon Roy. You play, you run a guy uh, into the ground, and eventually they burn out. You know, Dame has lasted longer than him, but he plays an exorbitant amount of minutes, and the last couple of games that have required his contributions in order to win have kind of re- they forced him to be Damian Lillard from seasons past where he is taking over he's kind of breaking out of the offense he's he's freestyling a little bit more and Dame's on the wrong side of 30 for stuff like that to happen I mean he they had said at the beginning of the season they wanted to limit his, him and CJ's minutes to around 32 or 33 you know a a four minute boost and that is is really a lot of time on the court because you're on your feet you're not getting the same rest you know so dame's really on the court another 10 15 minutes longer than uh you know than that four or five minutes really looks like so it's just wear and tear i'd like to see him i'd like to see the team gel quickly so that he can get back to playing 32 which he was at the beginning of the season right you think that's you think that's a contributing factor as to why he's having to play uh, so many minutes just because the team hasn't gelled just yet. I mean, we're seeing it. It's, it's starting. I mean, it's begun. If CJ didn't, if CJ didn't put up that donut in the second half, you know, maybe Dame doesn't have to play as many minutes. Right. No, I I completely yeah. agree with Eric. The thing that's concerning though is he comes back from from an abdominal injury, right? And he plays 40, 40, then thirty seven. So that average is out to be about 39-ish minutes, right? 38, 39-ish minutes. That's not something that you want someone that was just recently injured to play. It doesn't make a lot right. of sense. That's the part that's concerning. I know he's still averaging like towards his average, but the last three game, that average after an abdominal injury, that doesn't look good to me. Right. And, and you know, I think the thing is, He's had this abdominal injury supposedly for most of his career. And I think the more minutes he plays, you know, it's not going to get any better. You know, the more minutes he plays, the more likelihood it is of him re-aggravating it. So I think I'm personally not concerned at this moment, but I think it's definitely something that... Something to monitor. It's something to monitor. It's something we should keep our eyes on because... I mean, that's the last thing this team needs is Dame to be out for any extended period of time. Yeah, but before you move on, Dame got to the line 14 times. He's getting some respect from the refs, one. Two, he's kind of figuring out how to get these calls, right? Like, I think one of the problems with Dame's poor shooting lately is that he hasn't quite figured out how to get to the line to get his shot right, but this game he Mm -hmm. did. Yeah, for sure. I actually, it's funny talking about the the free throws. Were you guys watching this game and wondering why in the world the 76ers were waiting to foul until Dame had the ball in his hands? Yeah, it doesn't. Was I the only one that saw that? It does that? not seem like good coaching. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was the case. To be honest, I think that they were they played the steal first. They didn't, and, yeah. and I think that especially the last two where the ball went to CJ first. It looked like they tried mm-hmm. to foul CJ, and the refs just swallowed their whistle towards the end. I mean, and that's been a consistent Which thing. Which was odd because because they were all about the whistles early on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought that was something that was a little odd to me. I mean, seems like a coaching flow if you ask me. But, you know, let's, let's move on from Dame. Let's talk about CJ. 18 points. I know he's your favorite guy this game, Eric. Oh, boy. 
But he ended up with 18 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds, 1 steal, 41% from the field, 44 from 3 point. The numbers say he had a good game. Eric, tell us why he didn't. Varsity start with a JV finish, baby. That's, I mean, yeah. that's really what it boils down to. You know, he started off hot. He hit those threes in the in the second quarter. He didn't. I mean, he really carried the Blazers in that first half. I mean, he was their leading scorer going into halftime, and then he was their second leading scorer with the same amount of points that he had. Now, that's not to take away his defense was really good. If you look at his, uh, if you look at the way he played defense, he was closing out really, really well in the second half. I mean, the Blazers' defense was good. Um, as a whole team wise with the exception of you know letting them come back but as far as the the concept goes you know they stayed within their their defensive schemes and cj played well there but on offense he was turning the ball over he was forcing some shots he was holding that ball a lot and he was trying to go one-on-one a, a few times that resulted in a shot clock violation at one point um and a jacked up shot in another one and both times you know he was holding the ball for a solid eight Eight, you know, seven, eight seconds, and right, you know right. that's just not that's not the offense they want to run. And I, I get it. I mean, when you're a shark and you want to go out there and get after it, you start to press a little bit because you think your time is coming. But you know, that's always been kind of a, a thing with CJ is that he does not allow himself to kind of get back into the flow of the game. He will push a little bit at the expense of team success, and that happened tonight. And you can see that if you look at the first half to the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree with you there. Um, you know, CJ did look really good in the first half, but like you said, JV finish. Uh, luckily, he had Dame to carry us through. Um, but you know what? We can't take away from the other supporting cast either. You know, Powell ended up with fourteen point or seventeen points, shot basically fifty five percent from the field. 100% from threes. Um, now, hold on there. And nerf, before you man. go before you go on, am I the only one that gets frustrated with Rocco looking off Powell? Yes. Hate yes. it. I mean, no, you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the right answer. I literally scream at my television. I'm looking at it and I'm like, you mother... Why do you keep looking off the one of the best corner three-point men Swing in the, the league? Swing Move the ball. that ball. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't yeah. know. It's like, Norm, I think, has got a girl. I mean, did, did he, like, slide in Rocco's girl's DMs or something? Like, do we have, like, a, a Kobe Malone 2004 situation? Are they fighting over, like, the same chick? I don't know, but it's, it's really, really say. strange. It seems like whenever Rocco knocks down a three-pointer, he just starts to look everyone off, and he wants to shoot it at least two other times. It's like, it's like... Him making a shot is almost detrimental to his ball movement. Man, I'm telling you. And then when I watch that ball go up with Rocco, it's like it's like the fake movies where like the dude shoots from half court. You know, it's like the little like the three year old child makes the half court shot, but the ball goes up, comes out of the frame, and then just drops in the hoop. I mean, that's like Rocco's shot. Just like, my. It's got that Jason Terry arc. Oh man, it's yeah. I don't know, but he just looks off pal, and I'm I'm frustrated every time because. I feel like it doesn't make sense for him to do to do that. I mean, it, it's even on a, a, a closely contested shot. That's a great shot for Norm, and I'm confused as to maybe that's a coaching thing where that ball is not supposed to go in there. But it, I mean, that would not make sense. That would be no. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think I think 
what Roko's lack of offensive awareness sometimes he makes up with his defensive presence though today like, yeah he did absolutely he played some great defense today absolutely um keep going sorry one thing one thing i want to no it's okay one thing i want to talk to you guys about did you guys let's talk about nurk okay uh, he had a double double 11 points 11 rebounds a couple steals and a block but did you guys see the moment where he let his frustration out when he was pulled yeah off the floor yeah I'd be pissed Throws too. Throws his mouthpiece. Sure. I mean, he was having a decent game. I, he right? didn't need to sit. I, I don't know what Chauncey was thinking pulling him out. He didn't. And that one block was a great block. Um, I think it goes back to something that you had said previously on, on a previous episode, Ro. Um, does our close, is our closing unit now including Larry Nance and excluding Nurk? Is that does that seem like that's the way Chauncey's going? I mean, it happened for three games, three games in a row now, and they've ended up in wins. And I think that Nurk had the ability or the possibility of finishing out this game with the way that he was playing in that fourth quarter because he looked great. I mean, the lineup that the 76ers put out there didn't really have a big, and we were just abusing them on the inside. And Nurk had some nice finishes on the inside, too. And he could have finished that game. But two quick fouls and fouls that weren't smart. I think Chauncey might have done the right thing because Nurk was sort of playing out of his element. And he recognized that quickly. And I think that's why Nurk got irritated. is because he felt like he was playing well. He messed up two times in a row. And then he got sat. But Mm -hmm. I think that's good coaching, though. Because you have Larry Nance in the wings waiting there who's going to play well and finish the game well because he's already done it twice. So I would have done the same thing if I was Chauncey. (laughs) The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a depth deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh... Eric, is Roe wrong? I disagree because I think I think Nurk was having a good a very good game and I think that you like we talked about you have to kind of stroke his ego a little bit and you have to run with him because you want him to perform at the same level that he performed at tonight and against Chicago you know every single night you want that consistency out of him and I get that there is a mental aspect that he has to control, but as the coach, you also have to balance that. And this is one of the times where I'm going to criticize Billups because most people are going to foul Seth Curry in that situation. You know, Rocco's probably going to pick up a foul on that. You know, Nance will likely pick up a foul on that. It wasn't a Nurk bonehead play as much as it was just a an unfortunate situation where Nurk was in that play mm. and he picked up that foul. And to sit him because of that. And that's what it looked like. It did look like Chauncey sat him because of that blocking foul on Curry. And there's not a lot of people that keep Seth Curry in front of him. You know, Mm -hmm. the guy gets where he wants to go. So 
and he did have a double double. He missed one shot. He had two assists, three blocks, I think. Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Really eleven, eleven, two, and three. Mm-hmm. And this could have been a situation where he got to close out the game and Portland still wins the game. It boosts his confidence. It helps alleviate a little bit of the, the tension between, you know, I think not him and Chauncey, but him and Chauncey's control of his playing time and missed opportunity. Yeah, you, you could be right there because I think that Nurkic is sort of, I guess a maybe sensitive is too hard of a word no he's hella sensitive no i think that's the right word (laughs) well there we go i think nurkic is a little sensitive so i think you might be right on that on that front but to me the basketball sense says to me that nance might be a better closer but i guess time will only tell well let's talk about nance because that guy seems to always be in the right place at the right time He's always getting tips. He's always getting steals. He's always, you know, affecting shots. And he's making some some big shots for us down the stretch, too. So, if I'm going to chime in on this, I think it was the right call by Billups. Just because you know Nance is going to be there. Um, Nurk has shown in, in years past that he gets a little lost sometimes. And I think... Especially if the game is somewhat close, they don't have a big, like a, a a true big out there. I think, I think you have to roll with Nance in the in the final minutes. I don't think you're quite being fair to Nurk, and I'm not. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I'm saying something that Nurk does not do is he does not throw Damon CJ under the bus. He's not a guy who's going to tell you the true reason that he picks up some of these fouls is because the two best players on the court are out of position <laughs> sure. and letting their Defensive guys liabilities. Yes, sure. and okay. he's having to step out, you know, into the flats a little bit and and play help defense, which is not his forte. And if those guys were keeping their guys in front of him, he would be a much better defender, you know, and not be mm-hmm. so lost. But he, but he won't say that he. You know he has right. too much respect for Damon CJ, but I will tell you right now that some of the fouls that he picks up are definitely bonehead plays. But a lot of the fouls that he picks up are because guys like CJ and Dame let guys get by them and put Nurk in a really bad position. Sure, I, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but we started off talking about Dame. We didn't quite mention his defense. You guys thought I was crazy when I said Dame's defense looks light years better than it was last season. Yes, you're right. He's graduated to guys. mediocre. It's true. <laughs> hey, he's a passable hey, defender. Not... Yeah, he's turned to a passable <laughs> defender. Guys, but he's doing well, though. He's we, doing well. we have said for a long time that if Dame could just be league average, he would be an incredible all-around basketball player. Yeah. I mean, the true Bay Area Blazer had three blocks tonight. <laughs> yeah, and he's... You got three blocks. That's, that's crazy. And he's affecting shots. He's playing the passing lanes. Like He's, he's active. doing he's what active. he needs to do. His all-around game has improved. Absolutely. Well, and you say his shot-making ability has decreased, but, man, he's in a slump. He was in a slump. Slumps don't last, especially for guys like Dame. And we're seeing that come, we're seeing that come to fruition because... The dude doesn't score 39 points if it's, if he doesn't have shot-making ability. It seems like he's coming out of it. It seems like yep. he is. Yeah. 
yeah he's ever over the last let's see i just looked that up let me pull that back up but i think that uh what i saw over the last couple of games so his last 10 games i think he's back up to averaging about 24 and a half a game which is you know if you remember before the season this is that's where i encourage him to be for the team to be mm-hmm. successful um i didn't think he'd be shooting 40 percent you know to make that happen but um let me just pull. well you know it's a on on top yeah. of him being in a slump like the team had to learn how to gel with each other and i think it was almost a perfect storm right uh for him to go through that slump in the very beginning and now that they're starting to put it together, I think it's incredibly encouraging. I know you weren't a big fan of this game, Eric, but I think it's incredibly encouraging because you're seeing the defense step up in big moments, and now we're seeing Dame step up like he's, you know, like we're used to seeing. And, man, if they keep... It, the, the best part is they're going to get better still. Like, this is well, not yeah. the best Wizard team that we're going to see this season. So his last five games, the last five games played... Uh, he's shooting 46, I'm sorry, 44% from the field, 36% from three, which are right around his, his career averages, you know, and he's averaging 24.2 a game, uh, with seven assists, 7.2 assists and 2.6 turnovers. So yes, he's rounding into form and we all knew that that was going to happen. His all around game has improved. His defense has improved. I think you're right. But I think that like you're saying, his shot-making ability is going to obviously continue to improve if his defense can... It, I, I guess what I'm saying is, as he turns back into the Damian Lillard that we know, where he's a just a certified bucket-getter, will he maintain the same effort on defense gotcha. that he has been putting in? Or w- will that energy go back to becoming the certified bucket-getter? Sure, and I think that kind of comes back to what the team needs at the time. I think... The fact that we're seeing the, that defense from Dame is a positive because we know it's there now, right? And yep. so he's the kind of guy that's going to give you whatever the team needs to, to succeed, whatever they need to get that dub. And I think that's what's most encouraging going forward. Yeah. All those guys. I, I think, think that the goes biggest the thing team. about this team right now that I'm impressed by is that in years past, like, you know, during the Terry Stotts era, I think I said this last pod too, is that we needed Dame time. We we needed Dame Lillard to be Dame Lillard to win games, especially close games. But now we're finding different ways to win. And Dame yeah. Lillard is buying into that thought by playing really good defense. Um, maybe really good is a little too generous, but good defense. He's playing <laughs> good defense. And the thing is, is that if you could win in different ways, that shows that you're a true like playoff contender. And that's what we need to see from this team. Mm-hmm. And and I think we are. Um, let's let's keep it moving though, and let's talk about Nas Nasir Little. Eleven points, four rebounds, seventy-one percent from the field, fifty from three. I mean, what's not to love about this guy? Yeah, it was a it was a loud eleven points. I feel like he scored more just because the points that he was getting seemed a lot more meaningful than the actual worth of the bucket. Does that make sense? Like, yes. he had that jam in the fourth quarter where, like, he fell down, got back up, and he then was, drove the lane and just he slammed it. He didn't fall down. He slipped? Oh, he got trucked. No, he, got, That's he right. got bumped pretty dang hard. Yeah. Fell down, got back up, and still yammed it he on. He took it out, man. He took his anger out on well, that rim. Well, timeout. 
and don't forget who got that ball back because that that fall resulted in a live ball turn or a live right. as a live ball turnover. Nance mm-hmm. deflects mm-hmm. that ball, gets it mm-hmm. back. Then it gets kicked back out to him on the three point line, and he runs out. And from our angle at first, it looked like he jumped over Seth Curry. He <laughs> didn't. Seth was off to his right, but the angle it looked like originally like he jumped over him while Seth was yeah. hunched over. But no, I, and the first thing I did was I jumped on Twitter and looked and see what people were saying about Little and you know our buddies over at Pinwheel Empire echoed your sentiment about the similarities between him and the late great oh somebody else is saying it now so now i'm validated (laughs) interesting no you were validated before because antonio harvey validated you but i'm just you know let's not stroke weird weird how that works i know right I already, I already I had a public yeah, apology. A, blo- I, a broken clock is right. I had my twice public apology last pod to Tim. I apologize, but this. Well, right now my breakout player of the year has not been. Pl- he's had a rough yeah. stretch. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? So has mine. <laughs> <laughs> Just as a recap, Ro, who'd you pick? Nasir Little. Looking pretty. Looking good. pretty good. And Eric. Oh, it was Anthony, Anthony Simons. Simons. He's still he looking just... good, but I, not, well, not really tonight. I'll tell you what, man. This is what happens. This is what happens with young players, right? We've seen this before with other young guys. They get on the court. They play exceptionally well. But this is the NBA that has guys who make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Literally, their only job is to look at a couple of guys on the next team up and see which guys need to get shut down. They develop a scouting report. That scouting report says, okay, this guy's not quite where he needs to be yet. He can shoot, run him off the line, force him to drive to his left. You know, and that's what you're seeing. He's not getting open threes. They're forcing him left and they're making him absorb contact at the rim. And that has taken away his ability to put up 15, 16, 18 points a game. He'll adjust. He's coming back. Earlier this season. I'm, I'm with you. Guys, I, I gotta say, I don't think I picked the right guy. <laughs> my pick, my pick was Nurk. Well, he plays for your pick. Plays for the Chicago Bulls. What? No, my pick was Nurk. No, that was uh, Blazer Ben that chose um, Derek Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. I think. Which he then he oh, then later changed to Larry, Larry Nance, Nance which, which is looking pretty good. I mean, I don't know about breakout Nurk, player, but Nurk. it looks pretty good. You had something to say about Nurk? Are you breaking news? Is Nurk being traded to the Chicago Bulls? <laughs> I know. What what's going on here? No. Are we getting Zach Levine? We're not that kind of pod. <laughs> we're not that kind of, I, yeah. We're all yeah, and uh and baby mouse. Ooh. Anthony Caruso. The bald mamba? <laughs> Best power forward of the league. Um No, what I was gonna say about Nurk is I don't think that I think that he's still having a really good year. I mean, breakout, I mean, I guess we were looking for all-star, but he's averaging a double. Yeah, I I think he's having a good season. I just don't think he's going to fit into that breakout category. Yeah, Yeah. I hear you. I I don't think he's going to fit there, but I'm happy with what I'm seeing. To be honest with you, I am happy with what I'm seeing. I'll just take my award now, whatever that award is. It's going to be nice. We'll wait on that. We'll wait. (laughs) We'll wait, because I still think... Anthony's got some time. It's a six pack of Milwaukee's best. <laughs> I'll take it. Or some vitamin H, awesome. man. <laughs> hams. What is that like? Oh, hams. Sweet. You wash your hair with it. It's okay. true. Can, I heard that's really good for your we hair. We can also get you some um, 
we'll get Antonio Harvey back on and we'll get you some of that uh to te- te- tequila flavor THC tequila oh, OG Kush yeah. drink <laughs> wasn't it a spritzer you get a spritzer it's yeah. a spritzer that smells like tequila or that smells like tequila but tastes like weed no no tastes or maybe like it's tequila a- anyway we digress it's true <laughs> so the 76ers had two guys that scored 28 points in Harris and Maxie they still lost according to Roe everyone else sucked look guys the next games, we've got the Nuggets on Tuesday, followed by the Kings on Wednesday. Rebound, yeah. baby. That's right. That's Rebound right. game. Don't call it a comeback, right? <laughs> so, remember though, the Portland played Philly, got beat, did. came back, beat Philly. Portland played Denver. They're coming back playing Denver True. again. We'll We're see gonna what beat happens. Them. We're gonna beat them. All right, guys. Let's hit. Let's head into our next segment, and that, of course is giving props. And for those that don't know giving props, it's giving respect or credit due to a person or a group of people. So I want to know, Tim, Eric, do you give this props? Traffic came to a stop on I-5 this Friday morning after an armored car happened to spill a ton of cash across the freeway. Several drivers jumped out of their car to grab cash as much as they could do you give props to the people who attempted to grab cash on the highway? Tim, I need what to you know think? I I need to know if anything happened to them. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that's a federal offense. Some people got away with cash. They're asking oh. them to return it. <laughs> Others were uh, found still collecting cash. I think a couple people were arrested. Yeah, they should be. It's not your money. But at the same time, <laughs> like, know? a few hundred. Look, man, I'm not trying to go to jail. I got two kids. Okay. I got two kids and a wife. I'm not I'm not trying to be locked You're not up. even going to open up your window just in hopes that cash flows through I mean, the window? I mean, maybe if my window was down uh-huh. and maybe I, you know, maybe saw a few hundred dollars just float in you know like i you know i may have forgotten or maybe didn't see it i don't know uh no i bro i'm no. queen latifah baby i'm taking all the money <laughs> let's, set it, let's set it off <laughs> i'm gonna say no props wait so what what exactly happened how did it how did all this cash this is an armored vehicle yes yes how did all this cash just magically float out of this armored box that's a wonderful question and i do not have that answer unfortunately (laughs) but i'm guessing that you don't give this props eric eric's taking all the cash he does give it props but mad props take that money that money is that money is insured okay we've all seen heat robert nero walks in says your money is insured by the fdic this is not your money you will all have your money just sit there shut up and let me take it okay (laughs) well there we go our next topic here there's a london actress named abby bella who began like joking around online that she wanted to be abducted by aliens and she began having like these wild dreams of like this white light and she heard this voice and it said meet at the usual spot and for some reason she knew exactly what that meant so she in the middle of the night went over to her open window and a ufo came whooshing by whooshing 
a, a beam of light hit her. She was abducted by aliens. Apparently, the aliens were very nice. And she even fell in love. She fell in love with an alien. And she now wants to normalize interspecies dating. Do you give props to Abby for finding intergalactic love? Eric. What? <laughs> she fell, she what fell in love say? with an alien. I feel like this is going to fall in line with these Time Guinness out. World Records <laughs> that Eric loves. <laughs> oh, look, no. No, no. One, it didn't happen. And two, if it did happen, what we don't want to see their technology. We don't want to see if they can cure cancer. We don't want to see if, you know, they can figure out what's going on with the ozone layer and global warming. We're going to go straight to, like... We want to make sure that our genitals are compatible. Like that's where we're. Like that's where we start. That's the jump-off point. She said, "Love, man." She's talking about emotions. Yeah, yeah make love. She wants to make love. I'm just. Remember what Captain Kirk said in Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. Like he kicked that one dude in the penal colony in his knee, and he said, "Oh, I'm glad that thing had knees." And then the shapeshifter chick was like. Not everybody keeps their genitals in the same place, Captain. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting Eric know? off now. That's no props there. Tim, Tim, no. can you give Abby props? Folks, drugs are bad. Okay? Bad, Drugs yes! are bad. And I, I feel like she needs like a welfare check right now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, not saying, not she saying. She went straight Amanda look, Bynes. I'm not saying that aliens don't exist. But this is a little, this is a little out there, man. Like, does she have any proof? She does not have any proof. She said that that they agreed to to fall in love together, and then they were like, "Wait a minute, dating a human is taboo." And she's like, "I'm not ready." She said, "I'm not ready to leave planet Earth." I feel like this is one of those Lifetime movies. I'll give you another detail. She was only abducted for 20 minutes. But it, I bet it felt like a lifetime. Apparently. Because time moves differently. On That's UFO. what she says. So props, Tim. You give it props? The heart wants what the heart wants, man. I'll give it props. Man, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That alien may not even have a heart. <laughs> you don't know that. It could have 20 hearts. You don't know how alien... It could have 20 hearts. An, Dude, anatomy he, he works. feel love in his pinky toe. You don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's an earlobe. Remember, not everybody keeps their genitals. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have for props. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys being here. Big shout out to you guys, my hosts, Eric the Encyclopedia Foster, the Bay Area Blazer, Rope Zapanta, the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, Twitter followers, and bucket busters. You make it so easy to keep stepping up to this mic. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter at Busted Bucket with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Check out our website, BustedBucketPod.com. And don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.